You were trying to tease me live on air? Huh? No, I just I thought you I thought you'd already press record. Yeah, but then the metronome was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because obviously you were using GarageBand for something else. Yeah. Just uh just writing you love songs. Yeah, some sort of apology song for snapping at me maybe. <laughs> Should I sing you a song right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. To, to prove I shouldn't have offered that, should I? <laughs> no, I don't know why you did that. <laughs> I'm just like in, in, I'm lying in the bed that I just made. But now I will accept no <laughs> apology that's not in the form of a song. Okay, well. <laughs> I feel like you're just looking at me. You could just sing an intro. Uh, I should just sing an intro, is that what you said? Yeah. You heard what I said. Don't try and be like, oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? I don't think I heard you. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you heard exactly what I said. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really hear. <laughs> I, I'm too cool. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> now I'm embarrassed. Welcome to Capital Losers. <laughs> uh, no, I need, to, I need to sing you a song now, don't I? No. Okay. No, the build-up's more fun than, like, the... <laughs> the actual the, song, which yeah, would be yeah, terrible. That, they wouldn't, it wouldn't, there's not, like, a great payoff at the I'm end sorry. of that. Sorry. It's not, no. It's just not a good... At the end. Wait, um... Uh, oh, God, uh, this just reminded me of something. Do you remember... Was it Akon that did the song Put the Blame on Me? Yes. Do you remember this? Vaguely. Which was... Oh, okay. I might... Uh, this may, like... I might be entirely wrong about this, and it's probably totally libelous. But like, I okay, I seem to remember from when I was a teenager that the story was that like ah he slept with like a very young girl, and then he did the song which was supposed to be like an apology, and it has a verse in it which is like, she was in a club. How did how was I supposed to know? Oh yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I and then, do. And then and then the 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 chorus is put the blame on me. You but can. I thought that it was, I thought that was more like he slept with somebody else's girl. When I was a kid, that's what I thought. I didn't realize that it was because she was like super young. Yeah, I mean, I also, I also don't know if that's like, that's like one of those things that somebody told me when I was a teenager, uh, when I was like a young teenager. Yeah, yeah. And I just like went in somewhere and at no point have I, because it's just sort of lived at the back of my head, also, I've never questioned it. It was like pre-smartphone, so that way you couldn't immediately <laughs> fact check it. And just lives there now. Yeah. Are we ever gonna those, Are we ever gonna fact check this fact? Like no. weird, weird. Yeah, there's weird things that like for some reason. Like um, I've told you my hand holding thing, right? Yes. This yes. This was like when you said it was like kindergarten or first grade or something. No, no, like, no, no. It was it was it was older. Than oh, that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, somebody somebody told me like. Uh, I think I think like I'd h- held hands with somebody and they were like, oh, it was cool. And, and, and like I knew it wasn't anything because you guys didn't link fingers. And as everybody knows, if you hold hands without linking fingers, <laughs> that's what friends do. But if you link fingers, then it means something. It's true. And and we never hold hands without linking fingers. Yeah. I like very specifically and- now... If you know, I, I'm not... I'm if not- I try to hold your hand, just holding your hand, it's not enough. No, because that's what friends do. That's what friends do. And we're more than friends. Yeah. I hope you realize. <laughs> I mean, I might have gotten an inclination, a, a hint of that. So, um, uh, so wait, hi, hi, welcome to Capital Losers. We're bad at intros. My, it's mostly me. My name is James Tennant. My name is Emma McMahon. Um, that's all the intro we really need. It's true. 
So this is a podcast that's sensibly about sports. Um, so sports-wise, we went and saw DC United. We did. Which was very exciting. It was very fun. There uh, was DC United in, versus Houston. Up in the Maryland soccer box. So uh, very much went into this game assuming we would lose terribly. Yeah. So the the 2-2 draw was, you know, it was a... Uh, a happy surprise. It was a happy surprise. It was also it was also good because like we got that last minute goal, so it was quite exciting. Yeah. Um, and it was very. You it know. was also good because uh, we were standing in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> it was snowing on us, so we needed we needed a win. And and by a win, I mean a draw. That felt like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a DC win. That's what yes, you call it. Yes, a DC win. Um, it felt it felt very obvious watching that we had. Yamal Ashad on the wing, kind of making like anything that was worth watching yeah. was him or created by him. Absolutely. Uh, he was the fastest guy on the pitch. Yeah. So like... I, on our side, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like a good purchase, I'd say. Like seems very much to be to be like already... Already proving his worth. For those not in the know, he joined just at the beginning of the season. And so this is the third game of the MLS. It was the third game of the MLS season. It's true. And this was the best we'd played by far. Yeah, probably. The 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 one the one thing like I definitely came away with like is like I wish I wish DC United spent the whole game playing how they play in like the final ten minutes of every match, right? (laughs) Absolutely. I wish there was some like some ability to build up that tempo. I mean, I'm still not over in the 30th minute, not I'm, in the 80th minute. I mean, like I'm still not over the fact that um, in our first game we were one man up. Yeah. And we played like we were one man down. Yeah, we drew being one man up and having missed a penalty. Yeah. Was, yeah, that was. Yeah, and that was pretty ho- horrendous. It was a pretty bad start. Um. I I think that well I'm so I am a total soccer amateur like I a noob a noob I don't really know that much about it one might say you're a noob but watching the game it was so clear to me that Houston was just so much quicker than we were just like me, their yeah. guys would just get up close to their goal faster than our guys do yeah the, but, but I, I don't i don't i don't know if that was like it felt more like there was just this like sense of urgency with them right that like our guys never seemed to feel that right they never seemed to feel yeah, like they, they were guess, going to go for the run i guess i'm interpreting that as an ability issue and you're saying that that you feel like it's more like a mentality issue yeah yeah, yeah i think so i don't think any of those players are slow like particularly or like that much slower, but yeah. I think like like apart from Ashad on the side, there was just nothing really happening. Also, uh, just just like awful passing, super bad <laughs> like, passing. Really good at passing to the other team. Really good at passing to the other team. Yeah. Um, and ju- but just in the, just in a way that just like just made it look really amateurish. It right? made it look like a high school yeah. soccer game. Just a lot. Where of... like they would make these huge long passes that were super like not that fast and like superly easily intercepted by but, the other team. But I don't know. It wasn't just that. It was like there was just times where you're like, 
why there was no there was no gap to make that ball. Yeah. This, the, you, you're trying to pass it Should to have somebody held on to it. who's yeah or just it was it was uh, like how it it should have been a more like automatic thing for them to make that calculation not to pass to somebody who's surrounded by fucking i think that's true guys in orange shirts it also kind of seemed like they were doing a lot of like like they lost the ball even when they were just kind of like running with it right like Uh, and they'd try to do all these like maneuvers to not, and then more more often than not would lose control of the ball as a result. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of room for improvement with DC United, but if they play like they played in that game, especially how they played in the last 15 minutes, no, especially like in, in injury time of that yeah, game. Because we got the um, we got the equalizer in the 97th minute. 97 out of, like, 98 minutes played. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. We were not expecting it. No, it was fun. It was a good crowd as well. Yeah, I really liked it. And, you know, there was a lot of shouting at the refs and shouting at the other team. And Yeah. Also, also, also because there was, like, the tiniest Houston contingent. Yeah, <laughs> like but they were loud. In, the, in this tiny little corner. Yeah. Um... That's soccer. Basketball. That's soccer. Wizards have been winning. Wizards won the last two games, which is good. Yeah. Because we've been losing otherwise. There was that really awesome game against the Celtics. Yeah, which we won by a point. I I think that was the night that we recorded our last podcast. No, it wasn't. That was the The night after. It was the night after. Okay. Well, no, maybe it was that night, actually. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, it went into double overtime. And it was incredible. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and we won, and that was sick. And then we beat the Pacers, who Mm -hmm. had beaten us, like, just a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, a good... Pretty handily, too. Yeah, we beat them pretty well. Um, We were, yeah, we were, like, impressively ahead of them for most of the game. Yeah. Uh, What did we win by in the end? 109 to 102, fine. But, like, yeah, we definitely... I don't know. It was good. It was good. And we got John Wall coming back soon. Yeah, yeah, uh, Lots of pictures of him training with the team for matches and stuff. He's back so. on... Uh, he's back in practice. Back in practice. Just not quite with, in games uh, yet. Uh, uh, the video I see of him is... Uh, he's got this weird rubber band around his knees. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. I don't know what it is. It's some like so he's sort of doing side steps, but with a rubber band around his knees, like um, like a tension band. I guess. Yeah, not around his. I'm imagining like one per leg. No, <laughs> no, no, like around both of them. Around, yeah, that's that's like for for building strength. Oh. So they ha- they're just ba- yeah they are just basically big rubber bands, mm-hmm. and it takes effort to move move your legs apart. Then. Yeah, I mean, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I worked it out. It makes him look <laughs> ridiculous though, right? Yeah, yeah. Also because he's wearing like a giant red hoodie. And just red hoodie with his rubber bands. He wasn't wearing his sunglasses. So. <laughs> That's good. His pants, sunglasses. For once. That's about it though, sports-wise. I feel. I, I Oh, agree. DC's going for the World Cup. That is news. Yeah, so DC, well, DC well and Canada, Mexico, and the US 20, are... 22 other cities, something like that. Yeah, something ridiculous. Um, 
They're going to go for the World Cup in 2026. 2026. Which is... It's all right. It's eight years from now? Is, do you think the World Cup's good for countries? Because you know there's always the thing about like the Olympics. Is, are the Olympics the Olymp- good? The Olympics so are usually think, kind of shit for countries. I think that... The World Cup is. Pro- I think that here this will pr- it'll probably be fine. Why? Uh, because I feel like it has less of a negative impact on, ne- on on rich countries and also on countries that already have a lot of tourism, right? Oh, and why? Because you're you're not sort of like moving lots of resources into building stadiums, or right? Because we already. I mean, I think that that's the reason why there's this huge bid from all of these cities is that they would spread out the games so that way you really wouldn't have to buy, you wouldn't have to build any new stadiums. But that's what usually happens, right? It's usually across the country. It's not usually across an entire continent, which is what it is uh, right now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you have you have Canada and the U.S., which are both in the top three of largest countries. And then Mexico also, so like really another big country, uh, pretty spread out. Ah, oh, do you know, is there is there like an official song for Russia World Cup yet? That's a great question. Because I still sing the Shakira song from South na, Africa. Na, na, yeah. eh, eh. This time for Africa. Yeah, man, man, man. yeah. I, I I still sing that to myself sometimes. Yeah, it's a great song. Shakira is amazing. Do you think it'll? Uh, do you think it have to be have to have some sort of like Russian element? Do you think it'll be the Putin song? The what? Oh my God! There's a Putin song. Uh, we'll link it in the show notes. Uh, there's there, yeah, a Putin song. Uh, I will. I'll play for you after we're finished recording. Well, wait. Is it like it's a like a pro Putin song? Yes. Yeah, okay, I think I might have heard of this. And it's like saying how amazing he is. Yeah. But in in Rushki? I don't yeah. know how to say Russian and Russian. I, I think, pres- <laughs> I think I that's right. right. Risky. Right. Can you pass me the candy over there? <laughs> yeah, I can. Sour candy. I'm going to crinkle by my microphone. Do it. Some good ASMR. People love that shit. <laughs> now I'm going to whisper. Oh, I hate the whispering. Yeah. Whisper so, and crinkle. Do you, like, do you like ASMR? No. I, I like it sometimes. Like, very specific ones. I used to know someone who, like, made money from that. Yeah. Wait, so for but people like, that don't but the know, whis- so explain... It's, it's some, like, automatic response that your body has, and it sends... And it's not something that everyone experiences, but um, it's basically really soft noises um, uh, trigger this response in people, and you get tingles from, like, your head down down your spine Mm. and uh a really common one is whispering but that's my least favorite Mm -hmm. um because there's something like so intimate about somebody whispering to you and then it's just this stranger saying weird things to you what do they say i mean sometimes i'll just say like they'll like read a recipe or like whatever like but it's still just like a stranger whispering. It just feels like a level of intimacy I don't want to have with like mm. a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a level of intimacy nobody has with a YouTuber consensually. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Woof. Um, so, yeah. It's like a real thing with um, if you like if you spend a lot of money on your sound design, you can... Uh, 
you could you could you could do it so that it would resonate in different parts of people's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is also why the brown sound is real. Mm. Yeah, this was this was once told to me by an audio engineer. To explain like, the brown sound. The brown, the brown sound is a mythical noise that uh, legend has it. If the brown sound is played, it makes everyone shit. You you release your bowels. Yeah, but so because but because different parts of your body react to different resonances or whatever. Technically, there should be one for your bowels that would like react with your sphincter or something. And therefore, but like probably it would just like, it would take like too much energy to create or something like. So have you heard about like music therapy? This is not like therapy that involves doing music. There's like sound therapy. I think sound therapy is actually what it's called. And it's like where they, they make noises, you know, like those, what are those meditation things that you singing use in mal- Yeah, singing bowls. Yeah. They use like singing bowls to like move sound through your body because... Again, all of the parts of your body have different, like, points of resonance. But, I don't know, I find the way that, that the human body reacts to sound really interesting, but obviously it's not an actual type of medicine. It can be a type of, like, placebo and therapy, and I think that there's benefit to that. But Is anybody suggesting it's yes, a type of medicine? Yeah, yeah, there, there yeah. are practitioners who will say, like, this will cure your cancer. Oh, right, okay. This will, like, clear your body of toxins. Oh, God. I mean, of course there are. Of you course Did you are. read the BuzzFeed thing? The, um, uh... The, the, woman the cabbage had, water woman? Yeah, yeah, who fermented cabbage water. She, wait, so so she was, she she was like big on Facebook. She had all these followings. She, her main thing was this fermented cabbage water saying that... But did he get the runs? Yeah, yeah, it was essentially it gave you massive diarrhea. And she was yeah. like, that's toxins leaving your toxins body. Toxins coming out of your body. That's, everything is, if as long as... And she blamed everything on candidia. That was like, which is which is, is thrush, right? For, mm-hmm. the, for the layman. Yeast. It's just, it's, that's just the thing that like every, on, everybody has loads of candida. It lives on your skin. It lives inside your body. And most of the time. It's fine. It's in, it's in balance. Yeah. And when it's in balance, you get thrush. It's out of balance. Which it blows. Thrush. But according to her, it just gives you cancer and shit. Because it's just. I have no time for this stuff though. So anyway, but I find sound therapy really interesting. Like have you ever used a tuning fork? What do you mean used? Like, okay. So you can. You you can hit a tuning fork, yeah, and then it gives it gives off a sound. But yeah. if you to get a purer sound, to get the the best version of that pitch, right. you actually hold it to your skull. What? And then it goes into your inner ear, into your it it vibrates the bone in your ear that is what That's lets terrifying. us hear sound. I don't want. No, it's really cool. Okay. And it gives you like a. It's not like a really different pitch, but if you're working with music. Like, if you're working with, like, vocals especially, or if you're, like, trying to tune an instrument, it's important to have, like, the purest version of a pitch, which just gives you. So it's really cool. That just sounds weird. I mean, it's pretty weird. There used to be that thing uh, when I used to play guitar, when I used to be a cool cool guy that played guitar. Yeah. God, so, just so cool. Just uh, drop that, just drop that reference. There was that, there was that cool way that people would tune their guitars. You know, by using the other strings. Mm-hmm. You never knew how to do it. I think I think I did at one point. I used to be like a lot better. No, it's like it's just a skill. You can pick it up again. Fucking. Oh, snacks is that it? Snacks, snacks has decided to wake up. Let me get him. <clears throat> no, but I think music is just like one of those things that you can kind of you can get back into. 
can improve your skills again. Our podcast mascot does wake up about the time that we record a podcast every week. And then he goes for a little run. I feel like I feel like on some level I like self-medicate with music. Yeah. Or like sound in general. Mm. Like I I definitely have like certain things I go to like specifically to listen to when I'm in certain like if I'm feeling very anxious or depressed or something, there's like I don't know. A certain album you'll listen to. Yeah. Yeah. But then also also like radio shows and stuff. I don't know, but it's something. But it's like very, your like your Harmontown. Yeah, yeah, classic Harmontown. Yeah. yeah, but also like, like Radio Four in the UK has like a lot of, like just a lot of these like. What are you looking at? You. Oh, you look like you're looking at my hair. Like something's <laughs> weird with it. <laughs> I'm not. I promise. But it's like, like they they have all these like old comedies and stuff, which mm-hmm. like I I used to I used to listen to to go to sleep a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I still have like, like some sort of, some sort of like, com- I guess it's just like a comfort thing Yeah. in the way that anything is. Probably I listen to the world service, the BBC world service. Yeah. Like, um, because that, but in most places in the U S and I'm not sure anywhere else, but most places in the U S it comes on at midnight on the NPR stations. on the right? NPR stations. Yeah. And so that was always like, you know, if I was up late, like anxious and couldn't fall asleep, then that would be on. It would go from jazz, because it was like jazz for five hours or whatever, um, to the world service. Uh, and that was like, always really peaceful. For me, For me, like, listening to live audio that late at night is important, because especially if I'm, like, by myself at night, my biggest fear is that everyone's died somehow, <laughs> and I'm the last person left alive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, but if the world service is on, then I know that someone is out there broadcasting like I Am Legend, which I rewatched recently. Pretty much. Ah, uh, and I forgot that it has a weird Christian ending. <laughs> it's really disappointing. Such a good film until then, huh? Because I, I think, wait, have I t- I've had this conversation with you already, right? Yeah. The, like, the actual ending, I haven't read the book, but somebody was telling me that the actual ending is like, he realizes that he's like a vampire. Because he's like... His life has become like he roams around during the day and he kills everybody else. And he's like, he starts to realize that he's become like. It's the, just the more that like thing. society has changed, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like society changed into zombies and he is now the outsider. Yeah. yeah. That so like hunts them while they're asleep yeah. and he's a vampire. But in the film. The he, zombies are vampires. In the film, he, um, uh, he helps the woman and the kid escape and then they go to Vermont. A church in Vermont or something? But it's like it's like a Vermont um it's like, you know like a safe community and the it's very much like the doors open and the first thing you see is like a little countryside church uh, and there's like a bit like where she says something about God, God halfway through the save movie. Us. Yeah, and he's like God's not real. Um because And like, then he goes to Vermont and realizes that God is real. No, he's dead at that point. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gone. He's, he's gone. Um, Wait, what were we talking about before? <laughs> I'm, sure I had some, I'm sure I had something else I was going to say before we brought up. I am legend. I don't remember. Why did I bring up I am legend? Was it because of the Christian theming? 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's fine. No, no. Uh, uh, I was going to say, because, like, um, uh, because I've been very depressed and anxious the last few weeks, because because uh, it's hard being a millennial. It's true. Um, uh, I've found much solace in old Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, so good. And it's just, like, it's, it's just, so good. like, that theme song comes on, and I just... And you bliss out a little bit. You're yeah, like, yeah, right. Like yeah. I feel everything leave my body, and yeah. I just like lie on on my back. And Hitchhiker's Guide is especially good because it is, it's funny and it's bleak and it's charming. Yeah, and it's this whole entire world that you can get lost in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's definitely, it's definitely. I think the bleakness is important. The bleakness right? is important because it it is. It's not like it's not like your sort of trying to watch a Disney movie and be sort of like happy and pretending you're still sort of accepting you're just escaping into a world where earth has been destroyed (laughs) but it's it's like it's like you know you're still sort of like accepting the the bleakness of your situation while understanding the ridiculous nature but also yeah finding all of the irony in it yeah it's really yeah it's really good um I used to listen I used to listen to Hitchhiker's Guide like the the book the audio book yeah constantly just on a loop every night I would fall asleep to it do you feel like everyone in our generation is unhappy yes I feel that a lot recently but I also think that we one I feel like the reason so okay I think that there are a couple reasons for this and I think that this is kind of where the baby boomer millennial generation divide comes in is that I think that all of those think pieces that are about like millennials just are so entitled to blah, 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 are all talking about how we have too high of expectations. And like granted fair, like we probably don't, we're probably one of the first generations where like our quality of life is not going to be much better than our parents. And it might actually be worse than our parents, um, which hasn't been the case for, for years and years. But do you feel like the reason, and I feel this way, I feel like the reason that we are all so unhappy is because we've somehow decided that we have to fulfill every single part of our selves. And like, we can't just be content with like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've been, I have like a a sort of vague theory in my head that Mm -hmm. I I haven't totally thought out yet. So like very much bear with me. So let's do it on our sports podcast. (laughs) It's something something along the lines of like, like I feel like we, we definitely all also grew up with this culture like or like within our culture, within our films and stuff, mm. of like go go for your dreams. You know, you should be doing all of this stuff. You and that can always anybody be who rising failed, up. anybody who failed, it was like always because they just didn't work long enough yeah, or hard enough or yeah, strive yeah. enough or whatever. They, they didn't want it enough. It was like yeah, they'd make they'd made that sort of mistake. But I think it's also hard when you don't know what you want. It's hard to it's hard to go for your dreams when you don't have a clear idea of what your dream is. But I think most people don't, right? I think I know, that's, exactly. That's like, but I think that a lot of And it, I'm sure probably most people in like like older generations, obviously like you go further back and then you're just like you're born into the family of the Smiths. But don't you also kind of feel like we're the one of the first generation not the first generation, our parents probably might have been that generation. But like we don't have a lot of pressure to get married. We don't have a lot of pressure. We have much less pressure to have kids. We have much less pressure for all of those things where I feel like previous generations, they'd just be like, okay, let me find a partner. Let me have some kids. 
okay, life done, like, like from the outside. That's the, the yeah, pressure yeah. has been relieved. Whereas, like, now it's I feel also, like... It's also, like, like the 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 goal seemed was simpler, right? Yeah. Like, there, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think we have... You, well, right, and, like, we weren't... they People weren't expecting to have a job or a partnership or a family that fulfilled every single... Like, that, that fulfilled every single one of their needs, mm-hmm. right? I think that people were more willing to understand that not all of those things... Like, I don't know. I think about this all the time about how I don't think I've ever been happy at a job that I've had. Mm. Um, and it makes me feel like maybe I don't like work. Um, but I don't think that that's actually true. But I think that a lot of people of previous generations would just say, just tough it out, like, whatever. It's just work, Right. Work is just a thing that you do. Whereas I think our generation feels like work has to be fulfilling. It has to be what we want to do. It has to be advancing us somehow. And we have to have that. Plus we have to have, you know, fulfilling friendships. Plus we have to have fulfilling partnerships. Plus yeah. we have to have families. Plus we have to own a house. Like like the number of things that we feel like we need to do have increased and it that also means that we have less bandwidth to deal with all of them i think i think that's true but then i also think on the job side i think we are also treated terribly by some whatever well, this like older generation is yeah uh, and our wage growth has stagnated so much yeah. that like we actually don't we all sort of like make that much money we graduated into a recession like yeah yeah we graduated into a into a recovering economy that we just accepted when we got a job, we were excited and we were told that we needed to be excited that yeah, we had gotten a yeah, job. Yeah, and there's very, yeah. And the, it's it, like the, it, it's, it, it seems like that side of things has to, the ex- expectation is for us to provide that, right? Us to provide that excitement, us to provide that, that contentment with the job, which where like actually we should put a lot more pressure on the companies too. businesses on whatever to, but to create better environments for us. Like there are all these really interesting statistics. So, I mean, th- I think that we're also told that we're lazy all the time. And yeah. so we feel like we need to be um, working 10 times harder to prove that we're not lazy like other millennials. Mm-hmm. And that comes out in all these ways. Like we take way less vacation time, at least in America. I'm not sure about anywhere else. But, like, in the U.S., millennials take... I never take vacation time. Yeah. I just, like, automatically don't. And then it, it was, like, I just, I get to the end of the year. And, and you have all this time built up. this time, and I'm like, shit, right, I guess I'm just going to take two weeks off and do nothing. Yeah. Right, but because, like, one, we don't have money to travel, so it's not like we're doing that. True, yeah. But also, like, we just work harder. We work longer hours. We work... We also have a bunch more debt. We have much more debt. Our, our Again, our wages are not actually that great compared to previous generations. Um, and and that comes out in all these, like, interesting ways. Like, you know, a lot of millennials don't own cars. A lot of millennials aren't planning to buy houses. Do you think, um, do you think that all the, the, there are older generations that are holding on to wealth in a different way as well? I think that... The baby boomer generation was the first generation to really have a lot of wealth. And, like, in the U.S. especially, mm-hmm. and I keep, like, using that, but, like, in the U.S. especially, um, the GI Bill made home ownership possible for a whole new swath of people. And, like, those being, you know, maybe our grandparents, um, 
uh, age, like they still own those homes. And so, yeah, they definitely are holding on to that wealth more. But I, but I think, I think like not just, not just in that way, but also in like, uh, I, I, I feel like I've had the same conversation with so many people, right? Where they find out how much their bosses are earning and they're being so, so underpaid. And they're sort of like dealing with being underpaid because they're like, they're constantly fed this stream of like, you know, of like, firstly, it'll get better. And secondly, oh, yeah. the company's doing badly if or you, blah, blah, blah. If you work but hard enough. There are these older people that are taking these sort of... These con- huge... Continually taking these massive... I don't know that that's new. <laughs> I mean, I think that wage wage disparity used to be less bad. There was like a brief period where it was less, less bad, but... For all of time and eternity before then, it was terrible, right? Sure. So maybe we're just like, we've just kind of evened out a little bit lower than what we were before. But I guess, are we not sort of working in a different way now? No, we definitely are. Like, yeah. especially all sort of working for these big companies and stuff. We're all working for these big companies and we're all doing mostly services instead of um, actual production. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where all of this discontentment comes from. I think we have higher expectations of life. And I don't think that that makes us unreasonable. Because I think that also as our generation, I think that we work really hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think the expectations are unreasonable. I think, but I think... I don't but think, I think they are higher than what our parents had. I think they're higher, but I think... But I think that's good. Yeah, I think like reasonably so. And I, yeah. But I don't think we are... Adequately compensated for the work we do. No, and I would not be surprised if we saw moving forward that a Marxist revolution. Well, I was going to say, like when we look back at trends, it's the millennials. I was going to say when we look back at trends, I feel like we're going to see that our generation, from like from from people who entered the workforce in like oh eight to probably like this year, like twenty eighteen. That, like, we earn significantly less money than the people who come after us and definitely than the people who came before us. You think that's going to be, like, throughout our lifetimes? Yes. It's going to, yeah. yeah. Because I think the other really unfortunate fact about the way that our economies are built is that the first job that you get and the first amount of money that you make... Yeah, it goes on to It determines else, yeah. so much about what you are able to earn in the future. Mm. And that's maybe if you get another degree, that's like a, a bit of a reset. Mm-hmm. But I read this this horrible article today that was talking about how women who graduate from graduate school who have high grades, that's actually used against them in job application processes because the perception of smart women mm-hmm. is negative. Mm-hmm. And so if you've gone to graduate school and you got good grades, then that's two marks against you in people wanting to work with you just based on how you appear on paper. So like, how do you win? (laughs) How do you win? Uh, You don't. You find a way to just sever yourself from society, like buying a bar in Cambodia. So what... my new plan. What's... Will we watch that weird... um, we we watched a totally legal stream last no two two weekends ago. Uh, was it the MLS game? Um, 
oh, was that what was it? Oh, and it was like it was, that. Very, it was on like a weird Thai channel. It was like a weird Thai channel. <laughs> so I realize it's another country other than the Cambodia. But yeah. you know, are we gonna watch like the strange Asian broadcasts of American sports? Classic. <laughs> we had a lot of good sports content today. We had a lot of good sports content today. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, but I, I wonder if like. I also wonder if we're going to get more people, like, dropping out of society because of this stuff as well. I mean, I think or you're like, gonna... in a different way. Like, I wonder I wonder what... I, I don't know. I feel like there's a... A lot of our, like, counterculture is so quickly co-opted, right? By, like, Brands. corporate entity and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like... There the was internet the, is bad. There was this sort of, like vaguely sort of hip thing that like vice did but now they're just a corporation yeah like they're just like if not like worse than most of the other companies like they're just kind of evil like everybody else you know do you know what i mean like and there's all this and then it's like oh as soon as there's a protest movement it's pretty it's pretty quick before like coca-cola does an advert about it you know like i just i i just i wonder where like I feel like there must be some sort of, like, rebellious energy that, like, and, like, how that's going to come out and whether it's going to be... But do you feel like it's just going to be people cutting the cord? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because that's definitely my reaction. Yeah. Is, like, my my thinking is, like, I'm like, oh, actually, why am I doing any of this? So I, re- I don't want to be part of any of this. The whole, what was it? What why is do it I called? not just buy a fucking Not bar in Cambodia? Cambri- Cambridge Labs? Is that what it was called? Cambridge or Analytica. Cambridge Analytica. Uh, when that stuff came out, my immediately my immediate reaction was, I need to delete my Facebook account. And I didn't do it. But I probably should. I just don't really use Facebook anymore. But it follows you around. I, like, went and I deleted pretty much all of the apps off of the Facebook. Because you can go onto your settings and see how many apps have access to your Facebook Oh, yeah. That's stuff. probably a good idea. But, like, you know, Facebook is Instagram also. Mm-hmm. Um, it drops cookies on you and then it follows you around the web and it Which sees is sad, all of the stuff that you have. Having cookies dropped on you is a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Other aspects Let's of Let's go back to a time where cookies being dropped on you <laughs> was, was a good thing. Was a treat. <laughs> was a goddamn treat. Um, uh, no, but you know, you know what else actually though as well? Do you, what was, God, where, where was it that there was, was the New York Times had that article about the guy who lives in the middle of nowhere and refuses to read any news. Yeah. yeah. There was this profile of a guy who had been maybe a Nike CEO, like a Nike executive or something. Yeah, he'd been he'd like been, high up in Nike. He had like a been, lot of cash. He'd been a, a high up executive. And then like San Francisco life got to be too much. And so he went out to... And his, it was like Trump's election as well. It was like he went out thing. to like his hometown and... Ohio. I want to say Ohio, yeah. And just bought some land and like fixed up a dilapidated house. And he has completely shut himself off from all news. Yeah. Um, I think that they said. Maybe it's Connecticut, actually. No, it was in the Midwest somewhere. Yeah. Um, And there was like, there were like a couple things that he was let know, like that one, uh, the Equifax breach. His brother was like, you have to shore up your yeah, accounts, yeah, case, like yeah. check to make sure that you weren't affected by this. But other than that, really nothing has leaked in. Yeah. 
Um, which is kind of amazing that you can live so removed from society. But I like, I very much read that. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, I get and that's it. That's like, that's like when I, when I, when, like when I was asking before about like, like where, where is that, where is that rebellious energy going to go? I feel like, I feel like more people that, are going to switch off. Yeah. Do you feel like people are going to, because, well, I, I, one, I feel like. I don't anticipate a lot of people doing what he did. No, no, I don't know. I don't, well, because he, the, the, well, I mean, it was an interesting profile because he was, he, his was an extreme, right? That he went to coffee stops and listened to white noise so that he didn't overhear news. Right. So that way the and gaps between music, like between yeah. songs, when he would play a playlist, yeah, he wouldn't be able to hear people's conversations about yeah. the news. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, but I also don't think that people would like hermitize themselves that much because that takes a specific type of person to really want to do. I guess so. But I, I don't um, know. But I think that like maybe like more communities, like intentional communities. Um, I, but I feel like intentional disconnection. Yeah, yeah. But as a group effort is what I'm saying. And like, like a like way. Sort of communes or something? I guess I'm thinking I, my first thought was like a commune or just like less like a commune and more like a. Some more candy. That's fine. Have some more candy. Just crinkle away. Crinkle away. I mean, I don't think people listen to this podcast because we have the highest production For value. The sound quality. <laughs> um, We're not going to edit this either, are we? No, we aren't. <laughs> We've gotten into a really bad Yeah, we have. A really bad thing. Of honestly, just not honestly. If you do something weekly, there's only so much effort that you can put into it. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Um, I Well, because I think that that makes, I think that that would be easier. Because then at least you would have people that you could talk to about things, right? And they wouldn't have to be the political things. Because I think the thing to me about that guy living in the middle of nowhere is that how do you meet people? How do you make friends? How do you find a community if you can't talk about this huge swath of something? But if you, as a as a but group of people, come to the conclusion, mm-hmm. like as a counterculture, collectively come together and say, we're not going to do this. I feel like... Um I feel like you're projecting, though, right? Maybe. Because I don't think... Because I think like that's important to you, right? Having like a group, and but I don't think I'm the only one. No, I don't think I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. you're the only one, but I, I like. But like, I'm saying, but I'm also that, saying, like that's not that important to me. I was also and I saying, could, that, I could like, very much be like, yeah, no, know, I could be alone in the as woods. You, as you were talking about, like class revolts or like you know the civil rights movement, all these movements are groups of people. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. how does this, how does that translate? But I'm not, I'm, not necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying that there has to be a movement coming out of mm. it. I'm just talking about, like, I feel like there is But I feel like there's there. a movement. I feel like there's a movement, is and what I, I'm saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily, like, gonna come out into a movement or anything like that. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like... I, I... I in like in I don't I mean I like I'm definitely like reading it through my own personality is very much like I feel like there will be like some sort of mass disconnect right what you have something attached to your beard oh yeah. no it's the tassel from your hoodie oh um I was just moving as you were talking and I was <laughs> a little confused it's like that um uh the Roald Dahl book the, the, the twits I never read it no, no. and they, they've both got huge beards and they just like have like birds living in their beards and stuff it's gonna be me 
You're going to be a twit. Yeah, give it like a couple of months. It's true. You do have a very impressive beard right Thank now. You. Thank you, baby. Um, no, I think that's an interesting conversation. I guess like I was thinking, how does that become a movement? How do you, because you need like to be unified in a purpose. I feel like in order to stage like that big of a rebellion away from society, you have yeah. to have this like unified purpose. Because it is one thing it's to fine. be... It's fine. Bernie will save us. <laughs> Bernie will save us. Bernie will save us. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, that was, I mean, interesting. Interesting idea. Do you, um, do you feel the burn? Um, do you, were you in D.C.? Do you often feel the burn? So, do there you? was, at, by my old office... It's hilarious because Emma has been, Emma hates Bernie. I don't hate Bernie. <laughs> um, by my old office, there was... A bus stop ad that was like about always about STDs. Um, How does this relate to Bernie? <laughs> because when during election season, they uh, they had an ad that was feel the burn, uh, get an STI check, free free STI checks at, at these local clinics. That's pretty good. Really good. And then pretty after good. Pokemon Go came out. Um, Gotta catch them all, something like that, right? Yeah. Did I call it? Yeah. Fucking yes. It was like, did you catch them all or something? Nice. Free STI testing. Yeah. Anyway, they were they were very clever. (laughs) Uh, So feel the burn. Uh, We should probably wrap up. (laughs) Um, Also because the Wizards are about to play. Okay. Well. About to play Spurs. uh, What? Recommendation do you have around town? Damn it. Um, what do I like? Ooh, Labyrinth Games. We love Labyrinth. Labyrinth Game is good. Yes. Um, Labyrinth Games, they, we buy, we used to buy magic cards there when we were still playing magic. Yep. If you haven't been playing for a while. We haven't. Very good board game selection. They will let you test any of the games that they have yeah, in stock. Yeah, they, they've got loads like that you can just take out and play. Can I? Can I? Oh, I want to recommend Ticket to Ride, but that's uh, not like really a that's not an around town thing. So I'm not gonna, I'm gonna thing, say that. No. But uh, th- that's a side recommendation anyway. We uh, played two games in the past or three games in the past uh, week or so, and it's been really fun. Um. Uh, oh yeah, we played twice, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, we were quite drunk. We were really quite drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah also uh my recommendation La- is natalie's house go to natalie's house and play some board <laughs> games now <laughs> uh labyrinth was uh where the lady told me that um supposedly the dc Yu-Gi-Oh uh is is a very violent uh like game group people get stabbed supposedly uh, supposedly this is what this is what i heard uh very Rumors. controversial yogi Yu-Gi-Oh. uh um, I will recommend, oh, this is, this is so, this is hard. Uh, we've been, we've not been very interesting, um, <laughs> lately. We haven't been doing a lot of stuff outside. Uh, I will recommend, um, a place, a bar a called uh-huh. Bar, <laughs> Bar Charlie. Bar Charlie is up in Adams Morgan. Um, it's my usual bar that I go to with Natalie after work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a great happy hour that has on tap drinks. They have a Mai Tai and um, a Suffering Bastard nice. on tap. Um, and yeah, really good like tiki style. You know what really annoys bar? me? Uh, uh, I, 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 I've, I've definitely said this to you before. Uh, you know bars that will do shots with like uh, needlessly sexual names? Yeah, like a blowjob. Well, like, there's ones like that where you're like, okay, that's sort of like an understood shot. Yeah. But then yeah, there's yeah. other ones where they'll just make up stuff, yeah. right? And it's just, and you're just oh, like, I feel uh, it's just, I just. Speaking of, of inappropriate me. shots, I feel like you learned something this weekend, which is um, an American phenomenon called the Irish car bomb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I did not I did not know about this drink, and especially on around St. Patrick's Day. And I walked past a bar that had a, a a board outside that said, "Come inside and get bombed, car bombed." And I was like, "That seems like a bad thing to say." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that but doesn't seem okay. It's a, it's a Guinness, and you drop a shot of whiskey in it. Good, good. Uh, whiskey spelled the and then Irish you, way. Without without an E? Yeah. Without an E. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you chug that, you drink it down. Uh, I don't know why it's called that, uh, other than someone thought they were being clever sometime. Yeah. Pretty yeah, r- some fucking rough. bar was like, oh, this is a hilarious name. Yep. And then people were like, oh, we're back, because it has a hilarious name. Uh, and, then, and then I always imagine just... Bar guy just counting his money in the back, being like, ha, 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 all I had to do was give it a stupid name. I mean, that's definitely what happened. Oh, I think I, did I just do the bar guy with an Italian accent? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, stu- oh, no, I'm not going to do an accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do an accent. <laughs> Stop myself there. All right. So those are our recommendations. Labyrinth Games and Bar Charlie. Follow us on Twitter. At, at Capital, Capital Losers. Losers. Send us an email. CapitalLosersPod at gmail.com. I'm uh, I'm Ducky Tennant on Twitter. I'm Emma E. McMahon on Twitter. That's oh, the other recommendation I will have uh, that hasn't happened yet, so timely, the March for Our Lives on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, come March against gun violence. Woo. Boo guns. All right. Have a good night. Bye.